Hi everyone, and welcome back to Dispatches. I'm Morgan Givens, a storyteller and performer in Washington, D.C. And I know I went on break for a while, for good reason. I was tired and needed the rest. But somehow, the break was still incredibly busy. I got accepted into the Transom Storytelling Workshop on a full scholarship, which is amazing because I'm currently working on two audio fiction projects, and I know I'll learn a ton there. I opened an event for NPR, telling a story before Lauren Ober, host of The Big Listen, interviewed Sam Sanders, who happens to have his own show called It's Been a Minute. And I left my old podcast network, so I'm indie all the way again. You can find me on Twitter at OptimusMo, and check out my new website, morgangivens.com. And while the break was a ton of fun, it's time to get back to doing what I love. Every two weeks, I'm going to bring you a story that explores the countless moments and connections we all share. Moments that often go untold because they might not fit who we are, who we believe ourselves to be, or where we think we're going. These stories will last no more than 15 minutes. And our story this week is called Reunion. When I was 14, my mom stared at me and my brother, placed her dinner fork down and steepled her fingers in front of her face. Morgan, Jonathan, now y'all know my ex-husband, hallelujah, and your father, I am so, so sorry. Now you know he has a hard time acting like he's got any damn sense. This was pretty true. Jeff gave me a birthday card when I was 12 that he was supposed to have given me when I was two. Well, your father got another woman pregnant when the two of you were little, and no, I don't know where she is. I have tried to find her. He doesn't even remember the woman's name or the name of his child. All anyone knows is that her mom moved away. My brother and I turned to stare at one another. We wouldn't have been more shocked if our mom had given us cards to Blockbuster, handed us a thousand bucks, and told us we could rent whatever we wanted. We had a sister. If anyone but my mom had told me, I wouldn't have believed them. But we didn't know anything about her or where she had even gone. It was almost like not even having a sister at all. Over the years, I would think of her at random moments because at least we knew she was four years younger than me. When I graduated high school, dang, my sister would be just finishing her freshman year when I moved to Washington, D.C. What if this makes it harder for her to find us, to find me? And when I transitioned from female to male, hoo-hoo-hey, this is gonna be a hell of an introduction. It is so nice to meet you. No, mm -mm, you never had a sister. Two brothers the whole time, the whole time. And at 31, my brother texted me. Hey, what you doing? Nothing. About to make dinner. A photo of a woman came through on my phone. Yo, who she look like? I was distracted, busy, glanced quickly at the picture Man, where the hell did you find this random woman's picture? She looked like Jeff's mom. It's her. It's our sister. She found us. After my brother gave me her name, Donetta, 
I immediately opened Facebook, clicking through photo after photo, stopped on one with the caption she'd written, look at me and my kids. Two little girls and a boy, including my brother's son. I now had four nieces and nephews. How was I supposed to afford Christmas and birthdays now? I can barely afford to spoil myself. Wondered if I'd even be allowed to spoil them, if it would come out wrong. The pictures on her page showed me a different life than mine because she lives in a small town in Ohio, one of those towns that had been decimated by the loss of manufacturing jobs, one of those towns that always appeared entirely white when talked about in the news, as if no one else was suffering there, too. Recognized the presumptuousness of assuming she had suffered, wondered how she would view my photos when she saw them. Would they be too glossy, too shiny, leave a gulf of endless weekend brunching between us that could never be breached? My phone rang, unknown number, but Siri guessed somewhere in Ohio. My heart began hammering in my chest. How had she gotten my number? Was it even her? Hello? Hey, brother! I've been looking for y'all forever. Do you know I wrote into you are not the father, Maury Povich, asking for help finding y'all? And then just last night I was on Facebook because I always search dad's name, Jeffrey Williams. And I saw him and man, he looked like me and he looks like you. Donetta sounded wholly familiar way before our hours long conversation would end. Her stutter echoed mine when I grew too nervous, too excited unable to prevent my anxiety from tap dancing on the tip of my tongue, halting the flow of words as if making them pay tribute before continuing on. And when she laughed, it reminded me of my brothers, her brother too, I guess. And all the nights we stayed up playing video games until the rising sun sent us to bed. A few weeks later, I found myself making the solitary trip to Lima, Ohio. The land so flat the sun sat imposingly on the horizon as it began its ascent into the sky, a beacon shedding light on a new future. And the nerves didn't set in until I reached her block. Even though I knew she was excited to see me, I could deal with my own excitement only by pretending it didn't exist. Otherwise, it became too large, took up too much space, and my mind was already filled to capacity. I pulled up to the curb outside her house, slowly turned off the ignition. This was it. This was the meeting that could turn family into strangers, or not quite strangers, into family. Stepped out of my car, found myself face to face with not just my sister and her kids, but my sister, her kids, and what appeared to be the entire damned neighborhood, standing on the leaning porch of a home whose paint chipped and peeled like cast-aside memories. I stared up at them, waiting, hoping they'd break the silence first. Knew they were waiting on the same for me as I cleared my throat, suddenly shy, unsure of what to say. Heard the rush thumping of feet on wood as my nephew raced across the porch, leapt from the top screaming, Uncle Morgan! Knowing nothing of me except that he trusted me to catch him as he fell. 
and I did. Held his giggling body against mine as he threw his head back with laughter, placed him gently back on the ground. His trust all that was needed to crack the dam of awkward tension, and my sister ran to hug me. I can't believe you're here. You're real, and you came to see me. After 17 years, there is literally nothing I'd rather do. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of Dispatches. I'll be back soon with another story for all of you. And don't forget to connect on Twitter. Find me at OptimusMo and use hashtag DispatchesPod to let me know what you think. And if you like this story, could you do me a favor and share it with a friend or two? Until then, be well and know that stories are all around you. Thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of Dispatches. I'll be back soon with another story for all of you. And don't forget to connect on Twitter. You can find me at OptimusMo. That's Optimus, like the Transformer, underscore Mo. And use hashtag DispatchesPod to let me know what you think. And if you really like this story, maybe do me a favor and tell one or two friends. Until then, be well and know that stories are all around you. This episode was written and produced by me, Morgan Gibbons, and the music was provided by Ryan Little.